ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fire you can't put out. My name is Melvin and I want to thank you so much for being here. I have been missing in action for a couple of weeks now. It's not a, not a week that goes by where I don't think about doing this show, but I just like to make sure that my head is alright before I can do it. I talk an awful lot on this microphone, especially as of late, about dealing with your mental wealth. Dealing with your mental health. Mental wealth, mental health. And so I decided to take that uh, opportunity over the last number of weeks to go ahead and try to get my head in order. So what has been, uh, what has been clogging up my head? The thing that's usually uh, sort of like a immovable stones inside my head when I when I get down on myself uh, tend to be you know past traumas and things of that nature. Um, the way they manifest themselves these days are concerns about money, and for the first time, really in almost my whole life. I can say that um, it wasn't able to come down to money this time. No, so I had to dig a little bit to figure out what it was. And I've come to the conclusion that I'm just too much of an empath. I care too much about other people. And and it's 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 begun really, really weighing me down. So there's always a trigger. You don't just wake up one day and, you know, something's wrong. It kind of moves on you slowly. And this was no different. This moved on me very slowly. But it really did begin with the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't know Justice Ginsburg the now dearly departed Justice Ginsburg. Um, I don't know really if any of her uh, decisions or dissensions from the bench directly or indirectly affected me. I imagine they do. The work that she did was largely for women's rights. But if you are a woman, you know a woman, you love a woman, if you are the father of a daughter, then it should have been a blow to you too. You should have cared too. You should have cared very deeply. Now, the dying woman's wish was to not fill her seat until after the election. And she didn't say she doesn't want Trump to fill her seat. She says she doesn't want it filled until after the election. So as to perhaps, uh, we can extrapolate, uh, put somebody in that seat that is not going to be the exact opposite of her. The work that Ruth Bader Ginsburg did was, was fabulous. And she, she deserves all of the credit that she has received before and since her passing. But it became really apparent really quickly that that seat was going to be filled and it wasn't just going to be filled. 
it was going to be filled with somebody who was the exact opposite of her. Somebody who was a corporatist. Somebody who was a white supremacist. Somebody who thinks that the Handmaid's Tale is a how-to manual. And that's exactly what we got. And it was inevitable. It was inevitable from the moment of the passing when I remember Donald Trump saying after 9-11, he saw the terrorists or Muslims or whatever across the harbor, like cheering and dancing when 9-11 happened, which is a complete lie and totally undocumentable. This is much like uh, Reagan's welfare queen thing, you know. So we went looking for the welfare queen after Reagan talked about the welfare queen and it turns out she didn't exist. The Muslims who partied and danced in the streets after 9-11, it turns out, didn't exist. But the conservative movement really did. Really did party and dance when Justice Ginsburg died. Screamed at the top of their lungs. Celebrated on social media like they had all won the lottery. As if we hadn't all lost something gigantic and it's not going to be apparent to them now and it doesn't matter what your political stripe is the odds are you benefited directly or indirectly including conservative women see women's rights there are women in the conservative movement and they sometimes they, they sometimes will you know do what the gentlemen tell them to do because they're good and obedient just put the men folk in charge they're not all that way. And I know, because I've met some. I've also met some conservative women that have had an abortion. Or more than one abortion. And boy, did they enjoy their access. They don't talk about it. None of us talk about these issues. Why? Well, these are private issues. Things that happen inside your panties, those are your issues. You shouldn't have to talk about them to really anybody but maybe your doctor. And even then, it's entirely up to you. So for all these men and some women, I'm not forgetting about the Phyllis Schlafly movement, to be celebrating the fact that they are stripping women of their rights is amazing to me. And even the conservative women that celebrated when Ginsburg died. Wow. <laughs> Even you are going to realize the horrible, horrible, horrible thing that you have done. I want to speak directly to the Trump voters, the third party voters, and those of you that stayed home in 2016. I've said it before and I'll say it again. And did anyone notice? Did anyone notice your protest vote? Whether your protest vote was for a third party or for Donald Trump himself? Did anybody notice? Did anyone notice? No? Did anyone lavish praise upon you for that particular vote? Saying, look at you. Look how strong you are. 
You didn't give in to the binary choice that we had. You really let them have it. When you decided to pull that lever for Jill Stein or Donald Trump or not at all. You gotten a lot of accolades since that happened? Huh? Are they throwing a ticker tape parade in your city for you? No? It's amazing. Huh. It's almost like that was completely effing pointless. So here's what's eating at me. Today is October 28th, 2020. This is the last time that you're going to hear from me before the election. I am not going to hit this microphone again until after the election. And we'll talk a little bit more about it then. But 10 days, no matter who wins the election, within 10 days after the election, so November 10th, Probably 50 million people are going to lose their health care. Either right away or I would say within the next six months. Because here's what has happened. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 9 million people have been infected with COVID in the United States. We're just under a quarter million deaths right now. 9 million people. That means instantly, once the Supreme Court comes down with their decision, and they will be coming down with their decision to strike down the ACA. That's what's going to be heard on on November 10th. When they decide to come down with their decision, their 6-3 to decision, or 5-3 to decision, I could see Roberts, I could see Roberts turning again, potentially. But when they come down with that decision, that 5-4 decision or that 6-3 decision to overturn the Affordable Care Act and don't listen to the Trump administration, don't listen to what they tell you, they're not telling you the truth. They are not protecting pre-existing conditions. They are not protecting lifetime caps. They're asking that the entire law get struck down as a whole. And the worst person in the world, a white supremacist, reality TV star, rapist, has put three people on the Supreme Court. Shout out to you third party voters out there. Good for you. <laughs> we, even have, we even have accused rapists on the Supreme Court now. Shout out to you folks. When they come down with that decision, if you had a pre-existing condition before, you will lose your health insurance. Boom. Oh, did you get COVID and not die? Good for you. You're one of the lucky ones. Well, you were one of the lucky ones until Amy Coney Barrett got on the Supreme Court. Now you're uh, uninsurable. COVID-19 is a pre-existing condition. You're now uninsurable. Oh, you're welcome. Hopefully you weren't one of the third party people or the Trump people. Or the people who just stayed home by golly in 2016. Protesting. Until you got a better candidate. 
by not making a choice or by making what I would have referred to as a false choice because for good or for, for better or for worse our elections are binary choices I want a third party I want a fourth party I want a fifth party I want a tenth party I'm sorry but that's just not the way it works see because the more parties we have the more gigantic parties we have anyway the smaller and smaller and smaller the number of the electorate needs to be in order to and so you want you end up with so many so let's say we have three major parties you don't like the big two so we get the fourth one or the third one uh if it's the third one you only need what 34 percent of the country and you win the election Okay, let's say it is four major parties. Okay, then what? 26% of the country and you run it for everybody. Okay, and that number just gets smaller and smaller the longer it goes. So let's talk about this a little bit more. The ACA, because this will be the first thing to go. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 90% of the country has not been infected with COVID. I think around 90%. And the way the Trump administration sees it, and they admitted to it as much this week, uh, they waved the white flag. <laughs> they said, nope, no more. We are uh, not going to try to control the virus. Uh, quietly and somewhat not quietly, they have uh, openly admitted to just wanting everybody to get it. That's how they're going to get herd immunity. They know a vaccine isn't going to be here anytime soon. So you know what? Everybody is going to get it. And after everybody has gotten it, like let's just say this goes on for a few years. After everybody has got it, all of you become uninsurable. Which that's not what's going to happen because we're going to have nothing but private insurance industries. So what's going to happen is your health care is going to cost a hell of a lot more. I had a fight with a guy on this show um, during the 2016 uh, election. I can't remember if I had him on during, in 2015 or 2016. And the biggest case I made, I said no matter how you feel, the biggest case that I made, is I said the, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, and he goes... Yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like, what can one president do? They are now uh, giving women hysterectomies at the border against their will. Holding them down and giving them hysterectomies against their will. Uh, as a form of, uh, I, can, I can only imagine, uh, genocide. Why else are they doing it? What can one president do? A quarter million people dead. What can one president do? We're losing millions and millions of jobs, including to China. And now we know the president has a secret bank account in China and has paid, when he says he's paid millions of dollars in taxes, oh, he has. He definitely has. But he's not paid them to the United States. He's paid them to China. The president is out on the trail touting something called the racehorse theory. I don't have a lot of time, so I'm not going to get into it, but uh, the LA Times did a great article on it. But the racehorse theory is an old neo-Nazi theory. 
the Taliban, yes, that Taliban, the Taliban has also decided to endorse Mr. Trump for president. Why? Because he's talked about just with without any plan whatsoever, yanking all of our troops out of Afghanistan. Just get out of there. And they like that. They like that a lot. See, I was never for the Iraq or Afghanistan war. But now that we've broken those countries, I believe that it is our responsibility to fix those countries. You don't get to break something and not fix it. You know, you broke it, you pay for it. Pottery barn rules. And so as much as I don't like those wars, we have to fix what we broke. No, he's just going to pull them out of there. I know it's too late to talk to you about getting your ballot in. If, you, if you're going to vote, you've already done it. And if you haven't done it, it might be too late. You have to find a way to vote in person. And if you got your ballot at home and you just sat on it for a week or so, two weeks, three weeks, however early you get your ballot, you got to find a way to drop it off at the county office. You can't mail it anymore. Because of the deliberate slowdown in the mail from Louis DeJoy, who Trump put in charge to try to help him win the election, um, most first-class mail is not getting there on time right now. Um, if you live in a, in a better county than some, perhaps you're seeing a 70% on-time rate. It's usually somewhere in the 90s. And if you're in California, watch out for the fake ballot collection boxes. These guys can't win without stealing. I, I swear to I swear to F, they can't win without stealing. So yeah, there's fake ballot boxes in California. So watch out for those. For me, there is only one acceptable outcome for next week's election. Uh, where do I plan on being on election day and part of election night? Um, not in front of a TV. Definitely not in front of a TV. Um, I plan on being in a tattoo chair <laughs> for about, I don't know, three hours at least. Uh, my first session, I'm getting a gigantic piece done on my arm. Um, now that I don't spend money at restaurants and bars anymore, <laughs> I've, been, I've been putting a little more ink on myself, enjoying my time in 2020. Um, hopefully you've been able to enjoy your time too. So you may not have heard of Golden Dawn, but this is, this is a big story. And I wish it would have been bigger. So the neo-fascist, neo-Nazi movement that we have seen in this country, um, it didn't start here, obviously. Uh, Neo-Nazis have been, uh, neo-fascists have been a thing for a a really long time. And since the uh, Second World War was so long ago, remember, after a generation, once that, the generation that remembers the last atrocity dies off, the, the next atrocity becomes inevitable. And that's what's happened. Most of the greatest generation is died off. Those who fought in World War II, a lot of them have died. We don't have many of them left anymore. And so we forget about the horrors of fascism. Uh, And now it's a sin to say that you're anti-fascist. You will get punched by a proud boy if you are anti-fascist. They don't like you. That's happening right now in America for real. Somebody who calls themselves a proud boy will punch you or shoot you or stab you 
if you are an anti-fascist and they're wearing t-shirts, these proud boys are wearing t-shirts that say how much they like fascism and how much they don't like people who are against fascism. This is real. This is your life, people. Yay. So, Golden Dawn. This was the neo-fascist, neo-Nazi movement in Greece. Quoting from an article here, um, uh, the headline, Court sentences leaders of Greece's Golden Dawn to prison. Quote, An Athens court sentenced the leaders of Greece's Golden Dawn party to 13 years in prison uh, after a week a week after declaring the neo-fascist party a criminal organization in a landmark verdict that wrapped up one of the most important political trials in the country's modern history. Last week, the court convicted the party leaders of crimes related to a, camp of cam a campaign of attacks against migrants and leftist critics in 2012 and 2013. At the end of a trial that lasted more than five years, the party was tied to a string of attacks, including the fatal stabbing uh, in 2013, of a left-wing rapper named Pavlos Fiasis. Giorgios Rupakas, a party member convicted of murdering Mr. Fias, uh, received the harshest sentence, life plus 10 years. The court could still suspend some of the sentences. The convictions were widely seen in Greece as a final blow to Golden Dawn, which lost all of its seats in Parliament in general elections last year as the trial gradually eroded its popularity. Though the sentences fell short, of uh, what some observers have uh, and opponents have been expecting. So, the new GOP, the current iteration of the GOP, uh, and by the way, this is not the Republican Party anymore. This is Trump's party. Whether Trump wins or loses, the Republican Party is his party. And it is a full-blown criminal organization. Uh, with the capture of the Justice Department, Bill Barr works directly for, and only for, Donald Trump. Not for the United States. It's the country's top law enforcement officer. He works only, only for Donald Trump. A whole lot of the police in the United States support Donald Trump and his fascist policies, making them, too, a member of this criminal organization. And yes, it is a criminal organization. Donald Trump is making deals and selling off America's sovereignty and pieces of America to make himself wealthy. He has committed any number of illegal acts as president, before becoming president, in the state of New York, so on and so forth. And the GOP has been more than happy to defend him. So here's what I would like to see. The Golden Dawn Party began falling about six years ago and now they are completely evaporated after a long trial where they were tried for all of their crimes not only are they not in power anymore they have no popularity they can't get elected and the party leaders have been imprisoned it is now 2020 so let's say it took six years for that to happen okay it is now 2020 and here's how I'm hoping the next decade goes. Donald Trump loses the election. The party becomes deeply unpopular. They do an autopsy to see where they went wrong. And they decide to make some changes. 
But of course, they decided to make some changes. Never. So they probably won't do it this time. Uh, They are eventually investigated for their crimes. When we get a new attorney general. And an ass-kicking Democratic administration. The party leaders are scooped up. They are tried. They are imprisoned. The Republicans lose their seats, all of their seats, nationwide, over the next decade. And all this wraps up very neatly at the end of Kamala Harris's first administration. You feeling me here on the timeline? I don't think that, I don't think that uh, Biden wants to serve eight years. He's 74. Maybe he will. But here's the way I see it going. He runs. He helps us with COVID. <laughs> he gets a stimulus passed. Okay. He begins cleaning up our image again around the world. Okay. We start doing something about the neo-Nazi uh, white supremacist uh, GOP terrorists. <sighs> that's that's our that's our terrorism problem right now. Are are the guys walking around with the guns and the flak jackets and I'm gonna kill me a leftist. Those are the terrorists right now. So we clean up, clean up that. In 2024, Kamala runs as the incumbent. But she runs at the top of the ticket. And I'd love to see her pick another black woman, even for the bottom of the ticket. My God. Whew. Get two black women around in this country? Are you goddamn kidding me? Hell yeah. So we get to the end of President Kamala Harris's first administration in 2028. And by this time, the GOP has been completely imprisoned. Just follow me on this, okay? Then we get to the end of the second Kamala Harris administration, 2032. Hell, I'll probably be retired by then. But I got 12 years of a black president or a black vice president. And a female to boot. Hell yeah. Hey, I get to fantasize too. And mark your calendars, gentle, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are one week away from President Donald J. Trump no longer caring. 100% across the board, no longer caring about any of his supporters. Whether he wins or he loses, he is done. He is done with you people. He is not going to talk to you anymore. He's, I mean, he might try to sell you things for a couple of weeks after the election. Like he's selling footballs and, and hats and wallets and just every piece of crap he can put his name on. Like I'm on his mailing list and so I get these emails for all the crap that he's trying to sell. And yeah, he's selling some pretty insane things with his name on it. Like get the, get the famous Trump scissors. Get a, get a pen with Trump's name on it. Uh, get a golden star with the president's name, like any goddamn thing they can put his name on. It's just gross. So anyway, he'll keep selling that stuff to you schmucks, but he's done with you. He doesn't need you to vote for him again. He doesn't need your support. Uh, he doesn't care about you. And we learned that, we learned that in Omaha last night uh, because he had all those people bust out there, you know, so that they can meet his plane on the tarmac. 
And then he shouted at him about about how fascism is good and how white supremacy is good and, and how the liberals are doing everything wrong and how much he likes Putin or whatever the hell he talks about. I don't pretend to know what he talks about. I don't go to his rallies. And it was 20 degrees outside. 20 effing degrees. Burr. And then he left. And all of these people got stranded out there with no way to get back to their cars. And they were several miles away um, from the nearest road. Uh, after they finally got everybody out of there in Omaha, uh, a whole bunch of them had to go to the hospital and be treated for hypothermia. Because he doesn't give an S about them. And he just left them out in the cold. And whether he wins or loses on Tuesday... It's going to be that same thing. See, we who don't support him, did not vote for him, we already know he doesn't care about us. That's easy. He told us as much. When the pandemic hit, he goes, F it, it's happening to blue states. Let it go. That's real. But he's pretended to care about the conservatives. After the election next week, whether he wins or loses, he'll, he will no longer care about you. He called you disgusting. He said that. He said that in the COVID meetings in the White House. He goes, oh, good. I won't have to shake hands with these disgusting people anymore. Awesome. Yeah, he called you disgusting. Oh, and then if you're a religious wingnut. Yeah, yeah. He makes fun of you all the time. He can't believe you people pray or believe in God or any of the dumb things that he thinks that you do. So <laughs> you don't see it now. You don't have to believe me. Just wait until after the election and watch how he doesn't care about you people anymore. I want to close out like this, effectively with where I began, um, my mental health. Um, I am not sleeping a lot, and that's not new. That's a hallmark of 2020 thing, faux shizzle. But it's been worse over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm sleeping even less, and uh, I don't have good health insurance, so it's, it's tricky to get into a doctor right now. Yeah, I think I've got some of that Trump care going on. Um, and then when I do get to sleep, it's just nightmare after nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. Like, I, I, can't, I can't get a good, clear head. Um, and I have come to realize that it is, it is the result of being too much of an empath. Um, everything in my world is good. Um, I am secure financially. Uh, I, I have my home and my, my health. Um, I have found work despite the fact that I don't get to be a DJ right now. Um, everything's going good at my, my wife's job. I've got, I've got beautiful uh, and brilliant uh, daughters. Uh, we all have our health because we're not going anywhere right now. Um, I had my, my quarantine birthday. I had a great birthday um, with a couple of family members where we all quarantined beforehand and got tested before we saw each other and all this other stuff. And... I'm doing great. So why am I in the dumps? Uh, I miss people. I miss seeing people. And I'm, I've never been one of these folks that goes, I don't need people. No, I need people. <laughs> I need people. I love people. I love being around people. I'm talking to people. I love entertaining people. I love people. But I've not been around them very much. And it hurts. And my concern for people has become much more pronounced since the death of Justice Ginsburg. And it's been terrible for my mental health. I promise you, 
post-election, no matter what happens, I will be visiting you more. Okay? I appreciate that you're here. Appreciate that you listen. (laughs) And uh, we should all value one another. And if your mental health isn't the greatest, I encourage you, once again, much like I do every week, please reach out to somebody. Reach out to friends or family, even if all, all you do is do that on a computer screen. You know, look at your health insurance. See if it will cover you seeing a therapist. See, Go see a therapist. It is fabulous. It is good for you. You need it. And there is no, there should be no stigma attached to it. And there's no shame in reaching out and asking for help. Be well, and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you for being here on the Fire You Can't Put Out. Our official home is tfycpo.podbean.com. You can email us at tfycpo at gmail.com. We work hard to both inform and entertain and appreciate so much the fact that you are here. We are the fire you can't put out and we will prevail. Rejecting austerity in favor of prosperity. Special thanks to Kevin for sticking with me all this time and special thanks to you for listening. This is Melvin, signing off. Now that I've woke you up, good morning.